Howdy, y'all. I am Leslie. And I am Laurie. Welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah. I can tell you've been singing all week. I have been. I do sound a little raspier, if you will. Mm -hmm. So please forgive me or enjoy it if it sounds a little sexier to you. Mm. Um, or whatever floats your whatever boat. Floats your boat. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully I've got some hot tea here and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to keep my voice going throughout this entire podcast, but we'll see. I also hilariously don't have my regular reading glasses with me. I left them uh, somewhere and now I'm reading with old readers that don't work in combination with my contacts. So I'm just a hot mess is okay. all I'm saying. Okay. But I'm not a hot mess about sumo. I was going to say you shouldn't be because you're, ooh, I almost I almost gave away the ending. Oh, yeah. But I, I have a feeling if anybody's listening to our podcast and like hasn't watched sumo, like, like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like what have you been doing the last two weeks? <laughs> if you don't know how it all shook out, then like, I get you. I've had weeks like that, too. Yeah, I have. I've had weeks like yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but by the end of this podcast, we will spoil it for yes, you. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I didn't spoil it there in my second sentence aloud, and I'm glad I held back. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, shall we jump to a little bit of news? Yes. Not too much, because, of course, most of the news is related to the Basho. But I will say that the YDC committee convened, mm -hmm. as they always do right after the tournament. Mm -hmm. And they said, I always love this, they're always willing to send some sort of message to the Yokozuna who's not appearing. Mm -hmm. And I learned that apparently, like, Kisuno Sato had, like, eight tournaments he, like, didn't go to, like, mm -hmm. in a row. So they created some system in which they give not warnings, they give a commandment or like a no not a commandment thou shalt shalt not, not miss, miss a the basho um, no they give a comment <laughs> the two tablets there like Moses and lightning comes down and writes on them <laughs> thou shalt not miss the next basho <laughs> no they they have some sort of a system of resolutions where they have uh, encouragement I think to show up a warning oh encouragement is step one Yes, a warning, a warning is, step is step two, two and then a re recommendation to retire is step three. Is step three, and I think that with Ted and Fuji, I'm not sure he's with. He's at the three steps yet. He might be at just a comment right now. Oh, but so there's actually four steps. I think, but I don't know. They're strongly recommending he perhaps show up in January. They're very concerned, but the guy's injured. He like has a broken hip bone like give him a break but you know what that's what that's what they do that's if what they we've do. learned anything from hockahol is that one can simply ignore, ignore. everything that they say <laughs> it's true also they're still chatting on about hoshoryu and that in that look between he and gonoyama shibatayama oyakata or he's like the publicity guy mm -hmm. um for the jsa i think and uh, he was on about it, and they were all, all in the YDC. They're all commenting about Hoshoryu, and they all say it's ugly. And um, as somebody who will most likely be considered for Yokozuna promotion in the future, they do not think it's becoming of him. Ah, so he best nip that behavior in the bud. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But I think it's been dealt with. Like, it's really been quite huge. Well, can you imagine this how... 90 second stare. Well, yeah. But can you imagine how frightening that would be if your Yokozuna did that? Like, every match and you were like... Oh, I'd grab my pants. Oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> I would crap my pants. Yeah. But that's pretty much all I got. Well, I have something to add. We have some bingo winners. We do. We had 484 people playing bingo with us this time from all over the world. All ages, too. All ages. Our youngest player that we know of was age 12. I know, and I have a feeling that's not the youngest. I have a feeling that, like, families are playing. People this time were like, I got my mom and dad to play. Yeah, we love these kind of stories. Yeah, we love that the whole family's gathering around the TV watching some sumo, and everybody's got a bingo card. Y'all have sent in some wonderful poems, and we're going to tell you a little bit about our winners. But first, a haiku from Armando. Oh, yeah, these were good. On the very last day, double bingo by Oho. Could it be my time? Yes. I like that yeah. one. I like that one, too. Yeah. A yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. simple haiku. Yeah. We also had some uh, other stories. Like, one of our listeners has been enjoying us discuss, like, a number of our We got a listeners. lot of email about our nuts episode, y'all. Exactly. About where the balls like, go and, and where the nuts go. And there's been, like, family <laughs> blow-ups, family conversations, a lot of of hubbub about this and we're like i we had no idea that this would cause such a, a hullabaloo yes um but yeah some people uh or, or one of our listeners sent in a really lovely ai generated story yes thank you bill yes and that is about uh two sisters who make a podcast about nuts <laughs> but it's not quite how you'd think it would no be. it's not it's not even slightly naughty <laughs> Which is what I love about it. Do you want to hear some of this? Sure. I'll just give you a couple paragraphs. Sisters Hazel and Macadamia always had been close, but their bond deepened when they discovered their shared passion for nuts. Nuts. They spent hours discussing the different types of nuts, their nutritional benefits, and their culinary uses. One day, they decided to share their love of nuts with the world by starting a podcast called Nuts About Nuts. (laughs) Which I think is really clever. Yeah. Like, I would actually start a podcast called Nuts Nuts About Nuts, Nuts, and it's just about nuts. Their podcast was an instant hit. Hazel, with her encyclopedic knowledge of nuts. That's you. You're clearly Hazel. I don't know about that. Macadamia. That's me. With her quick wit and offbeat humor, was the perfect foil. Oh, well. The sisters would discuss everything from the best way to crack a walnut to the history of the peanut. (laughs) They would also interview experts on nut farming, nut processing, and nut-based cuisine. And this this goes on. What do you bet there's a podcast all about nuts? Probably. Yeah. But I would think, oh, maybe you'd have like 10, 12 episodes and it'd be real hard to source information. And then I think, wait a second, there's tree nuts. I mean, there's We've nuts. been talking for three years about sumo. Yeah. So there's maybe a, there's a nuts. new- What's that movie where they're like, nuts, macadamia nuts. I don't know. Oh, walnuts. It might know. be the dog show. I don't what's, know. What's oh. the dog show? Best of show. Best, best in show. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's best in show. Yeah. You know what I have to say, though, macadamia is about nuts. our AI overlords. They aced it. On this story. On the story, they did. They really did. They may run the world, but at least they'll do some pretty good storytelling as we all (laughs) are um, meeting our our maker at the end end of times. Anyway, uh, let's do a highlight, right, on our bingo winners. Yeah, this was the very first bingo to come in. This is from Aurelia. I think that's how you say her name. Beautiful name. This was uh, the very first bingo of the tournament. It was a Makekoshi bingo. Aurelia says, I'm 31, living in northern Illinois. 
I have been watching Sumo since January 2022, when I saw a random YouTube video and decided to check out Sumo, and I have been absolutely obsessed since. My favorite rikishi is Hoshoryu, but I have so many others that I love. I think it's getting to know the rikishi watching them grow and achieve their dreams that keeps me coming back each basho. Oh, totally get that. Yeah. This makikoshi bingo was super painful because I really like Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> me too. I know. Meisei and Kotoeko. I'm guessing they were on her makikoshi bingo. Yeah. All three of those names. Yeah. But I'm still excited to get a bingo. I haven't been to Japan, but seeing live Ozumo is 100% on my bucket list. We're right there. I am right there with you, Aurelia. I've still never seen it live in Japan, but it is on my bucket list and hoping to do that I'm next hoping. year. So let's do a little feature on our Kachikoshi winner because it came in early and it was a stacked card. It was pretty good. It had Atami Fuji, Hirado Umi, Daesho, Takayasu, and Takakesho. So mm. that was a pretty solid bingo if yeah. you're looking at it in advance. This is Peter. He says, thank you. I'm so pumped that he won. He discovered Sumo this year with a bunch of my college friends. We are in a fantasy league, and this tournament has not gone well for me. So the bingo really lifted me up in a time of Sumo sadness. <laughs> I guess his fantasy Sumo league did not. No, did not. He probably has well. like Wakataka Kage on there or something, or Wakamoto <laughs> Haru, and then the other brother. Um, he says, "My friends and I enjoy SSSS night sushi, Sapporo, sake, and Sumo on the final day of each tournament." Awesome. We get the latest possible sushi reservation. What? Sushi reservation? I was going to repronounce that. (laughs) We get the latest possible sushi reservation and enjoy a few beverages. Nice. Then we'll head to someone's basement, search for the sumo stream with the most English, and try to stay up for all the live sumo action. Fingers crossed. (laughs) At this point, I get to see Kirishima victory before sleep claims me. I did email him later and I said, hey, were you able to stay up? And he said, definitely not, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) You watch Sumo like we do uh, until like at midnight and then we're we're toast. Yeah. So congratulations, Peter. You will be receiving a calendar, a 2024 Sumo calendar, and a jar of jam. So be on the lookout for that, Peter. We will get that going to you here soon. All you second place bingos that came in. We are pooling the entire list, and we'll pick a couple more winners from that list this week, and we will contact you if we draw your name, and you're going to get some gift certificates from BigSumoFan.com, who always sponsors this bingo game, and we just couldn't be happier to have a partner uh, in Big Sumo Fan. They are your U.S. spot for sumo merch, so if you need some Christmas presents, y'all, that's where you need to head. That's right. Are you ready to jump into our highlights from days 11 through 15? Yep. Let's do it. To refresh your memory, when we ended day 10, there was a four-way tie for first place. It was Kirishima, Kotonowaka, Atami Fuji, and Ichiyamamoto. And I was... Well, we both were just loving the fact that Ichiyamamoto was sharing that lead, and then we were able to say that he was in that top spot. So we were watching him. 
On day 11, Atami Fuji completely dominated Chora Naomi, so he went to 9-2 with a really simple Oshidashi win. One of my favorite fights on day 11 was Hiradoumi versus Midori Fuji, who were both tied at 7-3 and three at that point. I love watching these guys wrestle because they're two smaller, fast rikishi. And this time, Midori Fuji got inside and kept hometown favorite Hiradoumi on his heels and pushed him out. And what I especially loved about this fight was the interview after the fight because Midori Fuji was all smiles in the interview. This was the match that gave him his kachikoshi. And I just thought, oh my gosh, the Isakahama crew, all these guys, man, they're doing well. Tommy Fuji, Terana Fuji, well, he's healing. Midori Fuji, I just, it was really, really super fun. And one of my favorite things that he said in that interview was, quote, I think the crowd was really cheering for Hira Umi, but I just imagined that it was for me and <sighs> then did well. <laughs> it is interesting you say that, though, because when you're at a powerhouse stable and you have a Yokozuna there, like the training's got to be just easier uh, to have tough training within your stable. And yeah. I did read that like Musashigawa Oyakata, like his stable, I think they finally have like a wrestler that's going to make it up to, I think, Jirio. Oh, nice. Um, Or was on the brink of it. But it just really brings to light like how difficult it is for some of these stables if they don't have the top ranked guys that are there for those guys to continue to compete with these other guys who are, who are at these powerhouse stables. But if you have... I mean, not even just one. If you have multiple guys, like if you're at Isagahama, yeah. you've got Takara Fuji yeah. to practice with, who is just like a Experience wall. Yeah. You've well. got Midori Fuji, who is small and mighty and fast. You've got all of these people to go up against and train yourself with these different styles of sumo. Right. So it only helps everybody else who's training at the stable. I think it's great. Day 11 was a day that Takanosha went out. With a knee injury. Yeah. Ooh, and I, I hope he gets better. But I'm going to skip to Ichiyamamoto, who, remember, at this point was tied for first place. He went up against Daisho. So it was two guys who do the same kind of sumo. However, Daisho is sitting at second wake rank. I pretty much tagged this one from the beginning that it was probably Daisho's game here. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly... What happened? Ichiyamamoto lost to Daisho with uh, just a slap down. Really, Daisho just yeah, just better at this, just faster, he's better. The ultimate pusher thruster, yeah. And he's got more poundage on him. So, so with that, Ichiyamamoto <laughs> fell out of that tie for first place. My heart broke a little bit for him. Yeah, but a Maegashira fourteen going up against yeah. a Sekiwake. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's dang that, impressive. That shows. The, that that shows that the, whoever's doing these little matchups is like, all right, all right. Let's see how you do it. Let's see how you do. We yeah. think you can do this. Takakesho met Kotonowaka that day. Takakesho went in for a big old push, and Kotonowaka stepped around and pushed Takakesho out from behind. It was an Akuri Dashi. It, what I found surprising about this one it didn't look like Takakesho had any power in mm-hmm. his pushes, but I don't I don't think it was because he didn't. 
Yeah. I think it's because Kotonawaka was absorbing them. Yeah, he's a wall. And that is so impressive because mm-hmm. Takakesho's punches and slaps can move people four feet in the opposite direction. And the fact that they couldn't move Kotonawaka and Kotonawaka just slipped to the side, which seems to be a good way to beat Takakesho, is show your agility and get to the side or get behind him. And he did it on day 11. Kotonawaka went up to 9-2 and Takakesho fell. Uh, the other one to mention on day 11 was Asanoyama versus Hoshoryu. And it was one of those matches where it they, they got, oh, I, I hate to say tangled up, but they each got a belt a belt grip, and they're chest-to-chest, and it's basically a shitatanage versus an uwatanage, right? Depends on where you have your hand on the belt, and it becomes a test of balance. And it was Hoshoryu's balance that was just better and perfect, and Hoshoryu came out with the win on day 11. Kirishima also met Wakamoto Haru, came out with a pretty simple, straightforward Yorikiri win. So what it meant was, at the end of day 11, we now had a three-way tie for first place. Kirishima, Atami Fuji, and Kota Nawaka. And then we had four other men trailing Hoshoryu, Midori Fuji, who I really loved seeing up there, mm-hmm. Ryuden, and Ichiyamamoto. And that takes us to day 12. It does. I also want to state this this is the day that I noticed something. Day twelve or eleven? Day day eleven. Ura, win or lose. Um, have you ever noticed he does this sort of shuffle, this this I call it the cold naked guy shuffle. It's like when you're in a cold bathroom and you are naked, completely naked, it's really cold, and you have got to shuffle as fast as you can or just with a little bit of a funny walk to get a towel. Ura does this after a match. Have you ever noticed his naked guy shuffle? Is this similar to the Tochinoshin sex goblin shuffle? Uh, no, it's his own unique thing. I mean, I could be crazy in what I see, but this day I saw it, I was like, he is doing a, it's a cold bathroom walk after his loss, he shuffles back to his place. And he's I, like, ooh, it's cold. Ooh, it's cold. I always think of it as the, <laughs> I'm not going to pick my feet up off the ground because I am so grounded and it yeah. connected with the clay. Oh, yes. It could be that. I just saw cold naked guy shuffle. Okay. So let me know if you anybody else sees Ura's uh, walk and loves it as much as I do. I love it. Day 12. Surugisho versus Sadana Umi. I thought this was kind of amazing because Tsurugisho found some sort of strength and energy and overpowers Sadanoumi with a Yorikiri. Now, I was watching Tsurugisho so closely because he seems like his legs should be amputated at this point. They, they're they not working, clearly not working. Something's drastically wrong. But I'm like, okay, well, he's at seven and five now. And apparently he can pull it out with this, these bum knees, like not one, but like two mummified knees. So in the sumo world, when your knees break, you just go lift heavy objects. Exactly. You just get right back on the horse. Yep. I'd like to talk a little bit about Ichiyamamoto versus Nishikigi. This was fun because I think Ichiyamamoto was just as surprised as everyone <laughs> yes. else that yes. he won. Yes. It 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 didn't look like that impressive, but when you think of it, there must have been some magic in what he was doing. He got so like 
out of it. He kind of forgot to get his winnings. Yeah. And I just thought, whatever he is doing, it is a little bit hard to see because to me, he fights a lot like Obby fights, just long, lanky arms mm-hmm. and fast movement. And mm-hmm. and the commentators are always saying he's got he's got good footwork this time through. So something's improved. But I cannot explain to you, and I'm sure he probably couldn't either, how he beat Nishikiki, who is very bottom heavy and with his just pummeling, it was a Yori Kitty straightforward pusher thruster game. You know what I thought at the end? I thought maybe this is the first time he's actually won money. I don't know. I don't know. But it might be one of those surprises where he was like, oh, oh, yeah. I I, I got money. I got got the prize money this time. That has never happened. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that home. Great. I'm just loving him. Takayasu did a katasukashi on Ryuden. This wasn't easy for Takayasu, but his patience and kind of know-how won the day as he set up for an undershoulder swing down on Ryuden after they kind of like had been battling it out for a while. And it was a beauty of a throw. And Ryuden was all kerfluffled afterwards. And I was like, all right, Takayasu. All right. I like to see that from you. So that was nice. Shodai, I did not like, I did not like the way this Shodai Ura match ended. He ended up landing on his knee. He hit square on it. And then Ura fell also on it. So it was doubling the weight of the fall. And it just, something was off with Shodai's knee afterwards. Now I can say he comes back fine the other days, but I was like, that, that was odd to see. You never see him really get that kind of tousled. I don't remember Ura falling on him. I do remember it taking Shodai a longer time to get up. Yeah. And it was one of those situations where he was making sure that his knee was okay as he got up. And that's always hard to see. All I know is I was like, Shodai's hurt. Oh, no. Daesho versus Midori Fuji. This is an interesting approach. You can see Daesho was like, "Uh, we're not going to, we're not really going to do a Tachi Eye. Daesho just stood up and met the Tachi Eye from Midori Fuji. He either out of confusion, I don't know if that was a slight mata, but or out of choice. I think it was a choice. But with one push just sent Midori Fuji out of the doyo. Mm-hmm. Midori Fuji tried to push, but honestly, he hit a brick wall with Daesho and realized he was outpowered. So I was like, okay, that's smart. If you are fighting Midori Fuji and he's really good at getting on the inside, just prevent him at the Tachi from ever getting on the inside. <laughs> you make it seem so easy. Right. I <laughs> would never succeed in sumo. And that's that's all right. Kirishima versus Kotonowaka. Kirishima was also smart. He managed to keep Kotonowaka away from his belt from the beginning, up top. Karishima just gets a little grab, stays close, but the quicker Tachiai up, up top helped his help him have an advantage with the grip. Karishima, with that little grip, he gets controls, he wants the control, and he gets it, and he lifts up on Kotonowaka, driving him back and out. It was simple, and it was a smart approach that worked and it gave Kirishima the advantage. So he's at 10 and 2 and Kotonowaka is at 9 and 3 who is clipping his heels. So good on him. Yeah, I thought Kirishima did such a good job denying Kotonowaka any grip mm-hmm. on the belt. Mm-hmm. Uh that's a skill in and of itself. Yeah. Keeping the other person from grabbing your belt, especially when the other person's bigger, longer arms, um 
Yeah, he did a great job here. Yeah. Really well earned. But the fun one of the day was Tommy Fuji versus Hoshoryu. This was a first time meeting. This one was fun because I think Atami Fuji got backed up to the edge, and this was the day that he was dancing on the Tawada, and I don't know how he did it, a big guy. But Hoshoryu hit the dirt, and Atami Fuji uh, was just a half an inch away from stepping over the Tawada. And I was like, oh my gosh, he yeah. went with the Tsuki Atoshi on Hoshoryu. Yeah. Atom- I imagine next time through, Hoshoryu will have learned a little bit more about Atami Fuji. It may not be so easy next time through, but it was fun to watch him. And he's sitting at 10 and 2 now. Yeah, what I loved about it was Atami Fuji did not allow Hoshoryu to do any funny business at all. Right. He knew exactly, Atami Fuji knew exactly where his feet were. And he he got out of the way just enough so that Hoshoryu was off balance and was easier to get down and out of the ring because he was just a little too far forward, Hoshoryu was. And this this was a really big deal because this is a Maigashira 8, a Tommy Fuji, meeting an Ozeki and beating an Ozeki. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's... That's real unusual. And Atami Fuji was Atami Fuji was awarded with the biggest, hugest stack of envelopes. And it also meant that Atami Fuji went to double digits on day 12. Yes. It knocked Hoshoryu out of the youth show race, which I think everyone was shocked at, and gave Atami Fuji just a hot bank of cash. That's right. awesome. I loved it. So at the end of day 12, Atami Fuji and Karishima were tied for first place. And second place, we had a tie between Kotonawaka and Ichiyamamoto. And I loved day 13. <laughs> there yeah. was so much, so much to love. I actually didn't write one thing down because I just watched Yeah, just with complete focus. And I was like, I've got no time to write anything down. I'm just experiencing this. Yeah, I just experienced the love. Well, I got to tell you about Ichiyamamoto versus Midori Fuji. Oh, and I'm sure Ichiyamamoto is replaying this in his head over and over and over. Because what happened is they went in for Itachiai, but Midori Fuji did a meet and move. And Ichiyamamoto ran forward and could not stop himself and ran out of the ring. Yeah. He, he ran himself right out of the Yusho race. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But you know, I bet he's like, it's okay. I learn from these things. I, I hope happen. so. He just has such a positive spirit. I fear, like, I, I I, don't know. I love the guy. I do too. And major props to Midori Fuji for knowing what to do to stay out of Ichiyamamoto's way and for coming away with that win on day 13. I got to see one of my favorite Kimarite again, but this time from someone I did not expect it from. Tsurugisho versus Nishikigi, two similarly blessed men. Yes. Two huge men straining against each other with all of their power. We got strong pushes, and Tsurugisho was on his game. And he grabbed both sides of Nishikigi's belt right at the edge and gave us the most beautiful power, Uchari, I have ever ever seen to get his kachikoshi on bum knees. I know. I don't know how he did it, but it was gorgeous. So well done, Suragisho. 
Takayasu met Itami Fuji, and I think this was another one of my favorite fights of the day. This is a really hard one fight. So Takayasu, Exozeki, we've said this before, lots of experience under his belt. Itami Fuji, just 21 years old, newer to this game. But throughout this fight, Takayasu seemed to have the upper hand, and he worked both of his hands under Itami Fuji's armpits. And Itami Fuji was kind of moving backwards, trying to break that grip. He, success he successfully broke that grip. Takayasu got that grip again, came in tight, keeping Itami Fuji on his heels. This time, Itami Fuji spun and pushed and out went Takayasu instead. They were both really strong in their sumo. Mm -hmm. What I was so impressed by was Atami Fuji's agility mm -hmm. and responsiveness. He flipped from offense to defense back and forth several times in this match and showed me that he's way more than one kind of wrestler. He's not just a pusher thruster here. And he showed it against a guy who looks to be about the same size. So Tommy Fuji went to 11 and two holding on to his part of the lead. A quick mention, Ura beat Onosho on day 13, edging him. I think it took him up to six, seven. And I, Mention it only because it meant that Ura was edging closer and closer to Akachi Koshi. And at M1, Akachi Koshi could pop him into Sanyaku for the very first time ever. And mm -hmm. I would simply love that. Yeah. That's one of the storylines I've been watching, at least at the last part of the Bashos. What is going to happen with Ura? Yeah, I mean, and he's going to be in that meat grinder position, Komusubi. But uh, he's already been there in Maegashiro. He's already kind of been fighting in that position. Like Who, Ura? Ura. He's never... Are you saying the kind of guys Komasubi he's... and Maegashiro 1 are both grinder positions? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. But it's Sanyaku for the first time, mm -hmm. which is cool for him. Very, very cool for him. And, well, kind of scary. Kota Nawaka met Ryuden on day 13. Ryuden got... The left grip, sort of the front inside grip, and Kota Nawaka could not escape it. Ryuden kept his head low, and Kota Nawaka just didn't have enough of Ryuden's belt to fight back. And eventually, Ryuden worked Kota Nawaka out. It took a while, and Ryuden had to bury his head in Kota Nawaka's chest to make it work. But it, this was a surprise win for me. I did not expect Ryuden to win this, but what it meant was Kota Nawaka was then out of the Yusho race. So that was a big loss on day 13. Kirishima met Daisho on day 13 and beat Big D at his own game. And it showed that Kirishima is just as much a pusher thruster as anything else, showed that he's strong, and it kept him still in that first place position. Takakesho met Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu jumped in quickly. And somehow Takakesho's left arm came flying in from the side and surprised Hoshoryu, knocked him flat on his belly. So man, those little Takakesho arms are dangerous when he gets you. But what it meant was after all of that, we had two men in in a tie for first place, Karishima and Atami Fuji going into the last two days. And I was on track for either one of them winning. Didn't really matter. So let's see what happened. 
Day 14. Ichi Yamamoto. I love this win over Ryujin. Now, I remind you, Ryujin beat Kochinawaka the day before. Mm -hmm. So I like that Ichi Yamamoto can beat somebody that can beat Kochinawaka. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Have we ever spent this much time talking about Ichi Yamamoto before? I don't I know we've spent time <laughs> talking about him and just he's like his just personality, his personality but yes. not his sumo, yep. which is high, all arms, all thrust, quick, with good footwork. He's fast. And in this one, he's backpedaling, but kind of with lots of action and quickly getting behind the head of Rudin and slapping him down. And I wrote, Ichi Yamamoto won! Just reminding you, I think Rudin, after this tournament and his final record, I think he'll get a pretty big jump, bump up in the Bonsuke. And he's Maegashira 10. I think he'll be at least six, five, four, somewhere in there. I don't know. He's dead to me. I, I know. <laughs> but just reminding you, like, Ichi Yamamoto is Maegashira 14. So he will get the bump up to probably six or seven, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see what that will do for him. But he's done very well up against some of these tough guys from the upper upper levels of the ranks. Um Surugisho, again, on his completely bum knees, managed to do a full lift up mm. of Mitaki Yumi, of oh, all people, good Lord. into the air. Um, and I thought he surely, he surely must have injured himself even worse in this. But no, he didn't. It was a Yorikiri win on Mitaki Yumi um, from Surugisho. And I was like, all right, do your deals, Surugisho, do your deals. You, you know what I good. think? Mm. I think he called Tochinoshin. And was like, how do I how do I do sumo on these knees? That's you have true. more experience than anyone else of, on bum how do knees. I, yeah, how do I do this? And Tochi just said, you just pick them up. up and out. Yep, pick them up, walk them out. It's true. I didn't think about that. Asunayama versus Shodai. Boy, this was an explosive tachiai between both of them. I was surprised because Shodai doesn't always show up to play quite like this from the tachiai, <laughs> but he did. And Asanoyama just had more strength. He got the left side grip. He lifted up and out. It was all so incredibly fast for Shodai. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was there for it. I liked it. Gonoyama versus Ura. Wow. This was huge for Ura. He wants the win, like we mentioned, because of that Kachikoshi. And he wants the Sanyaku promotion. So he put his whole heart into it. Ura comes in low, gets left deep inside on the grip, and Gonoyama is kind of paralyzed. Ura rushes Gonoyama backwards, and with a huge rush of energy, rushed Gonoyama out and into row two. It was a Yorikiri win for Ura, who is now at seven and seven. Yeah. And then Wakamoto Haru. This was not an easy win. We haven't talked much about him because he's been having a terrible tournament. He's just lacking strength up, you know, up against someone like Nishikigi, but he managed to do it somehow. You could tell how hard it was for him. It was not easy, but he got a win. So I was glad for that. Um, but we'll see, you know, kind of what this next tournament is going to be like for him. And I don't know. Is it an injury that's not really known? Yeah, it's usually that's what it is, huh? like that there's some injury we just don't know anything about i know it's out of character it is but he's also had a really 
meteoric rise too. I know. So it could just be that his body is like, oh God, this is the hardest job in the world. <laughs> this Sekiwaki rink sucks. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back to Komusubi. Right. It's hard. But the biggest bout of the day was Atami Fuji versus Kirishima. You could tell that Atami Fuji was a wee bit nervous because he, we had a mata up top mm-hmm. and he just got a little too excited. They couldn't line up their breathing. You could um, also tell that Kirishima was a little like flustered by that error, you know, like Atami Fuji was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Kirishima is like, it's okay, man. Uh, but just let's fight. Okay. But anyway, they both bow in apology, uh, the horror, the horror of doing a mata, but they finally get it right. And they tachiai and Atami Fuji is not on the belt at this point. Um, but Kirishima shows his dominance and experience in these moments, because with each one of Atami Fuji's advances, he cleverly responds with incredible defense. Kirishima waits, and with great speed, he gets in, he gets the grip he wants, all the while, like, lifting up on... Uh, like getting lower and lifting up on a Tommy Fuji and keeping him upright and off center. Then Kirishima scoots a Tommy Fuji around the doyo and eventually out with superb Ozeki style sumo. I'm going to say it. If he can stay healthy, he is looking like our next best shot at Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. You could say it. And I think that's what everybody's thinking. I know we thought that about Asanuyama. Um, who will he- healthy next boss show? I think with more people healthy, I think it will be interesting to see how these guys do. Um, with Asanayama healthier, maybe not. Maybe he'll just like sputter out. But I feel like there could be some spoilers for Kirishima up there at the top, and there certainly has been for Takakesho. But I feel like he has gotten so good and so fast, and he says he's going to prepare for the next Basho like he did for this one. That there's kind of no stopping him. So we'll see. We'll see. He's got to uh, put two Basho wins together in order to do that to meet the minimum standard. So let's take it to day fifteen and see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Day 15 sumo, I just want to mention all of you Tomokaze fans who are really hoping that after this man's rise, I know he was injured. He's been rising steadily through the ranks. He gets back to this top division. I know all of us were hoping that he would get a Kachikoshi. He went into day 15 with a 7-7 seven and seven record. All of us were on the edge of our seats and we're hoping that he was going to get that last win, but he did not. <laughs> he lost to Miyogiryu on the last day. He might not stay in the top division with a Makikoshi. I know, but he's it's got, barely. It's 7-8. I bet yeah, he will. I bet he will, too. I bet he'll just stay in at the very bottom. Yeah. But it's kind of dicey. And I know everyone was hoping for that 8-7 so that he would surely stay in. That was one storyline that I know many of us have been watching. So just to tell you how that ended. Ichiyamamoto met Kimbozan on the final day. And it was one of those situations where they were like, you're doing very well, Ichiyamamoto, but you must get one more win. And if you do, you will win 
a special prize. And so Ichiyamamoto got his coffee and his Wheaties in the morning, and he showed up ready to win, and he slapped down Kimbo's on. He went to 11-4 for this tournament and got his first ever special prize. He got the Fighting Spirit Prize. I'm just so thrilled for him. And I think he was in the interview post-match. He was all smiles, so proud of himself and so happy. And I think many sumo fans are just cheering him on from behind their television sets. So well done, Ichiyamamoto. He's going to get a big bump up in the new year, and we'll see how he does at a higher rank. Another storyline that I know we were all watching, Ura. Ura was another wrestler who had gotten himself to a 7-7 record. (sighs) On day 15, he met Hokuseiho, and he had to win it in order to get that Kachikoshi and get the bump up to Sanyaku. This is a real interesting match. Hokuseiho wrapped up Ura's arms in front of him so that Ura supposedly could not do a thing. And they there was look like drunk buddies. They kind of did. Like in the one was holding the each other and like Ura's like, I love you, man. Like I love dancing you, man. In the and middle Hokusei of was like, I'm drunk. Just keep me upright. Yep, I love keep you, me man. Upright. Well, Ura was a little tricky for Hokuseiho because what he did is he stepped back and he grabbed underneath the armpit of Hokuseiho and pulled with all of his might. He pulled a katasukashi, which got Hokuseiho off balance, and then all Ura had to do was push Hokuseiho out of the ring. Hokuseiho just looked tired in this match. Not very aggressive. Yeah, people aren't really loving his sumo, which is his unique style because he's so friggin' tall. Yeah, I don't, you know, not everyone has to be super aggressive. They don't. Right. But you... In order to win a match, you do ha- you can't play defense all the time. Right. It you do lacks have- a little flair and pizzazz. Yeah. He's no Ric Flair. That is for sure. Yeah. He's got his own style. Ura used that to his advantage. Well done, Ura. So it means that we are, we're probably going to see him as Yay. a Komasubi in the new year, which is Yay. great. And I mentioned that because Asano Yama met Abi, maybe even the next match. Abi is Komasubi this time, but he ended, gosh, I think with a 6-9 six, six, record. Asano Yama won that match. So Abi will lose his Komasubi rank, probably giving it to Ura, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Atami Fuji versus Kota Nawaka. This was my favorite fight of day 15. These two had never met before. First time meeting. So you have no idea what's going to happen. They're both young guns. They're two big young guns. Yeah. That should be a new Western. Not young guns, but big young guns. Big young guns, yeah. I would watch that Western. And yet again, just like on day 14... Atami Fuji looked nervous. I think his nerves really get in the way. Or his excitement. I I don't know. He loves sumo. I think he just can't believe he's there. And that's kind of what gets him That's what it appears. Yeah. I think with more experience, that is going to go away. Yeah. And he's going to be unstoppable. But here again on day 15, it's also new. Looked like a fish out of water. Oh, like, who am I to be here? So many nerves. So many people looking down at me. And what it meant is he was looking down at the ground more than he has before. Whereas in the early days, his focus would be squarely on his opponent. 
On day 15, it was more towards the feet to the ground. I don't know what he was thinking, but it made it look like nerves. It was a pretty fast fight, and it ended with a hand pulled down. A Hikiotoshi Kotonowaka came out with the win on this final day. Kotonowaka with that win at Sekiwake ended with 11 wins. And that is really good for Kotonowaka at that rank of Sekiwake. That's what they need to be doing. Good, solid, double-digit win for Kotonowaka. Yeah, inching closer to Ozeki. Yes, which is great. And Atami Fuji, even though he lost on day 15, still got himself a special prize. Yes. So he did not go home empty-handed. He just goes home with more experience. Yeah. I hope he's proud of himself. I hope I'm so, I'm proud too. of him. Yes. Hoshoryu met Daesho. It was a uh, Sekiwake versus an Ozeki. Hoshoryu came out with a win on the final day, giving him a double-digit win record as well. So that looks great for Hoshoryu to win as an Ozeki with a 10-5 record. It's good. It's not maybe the best, the best numbers in the world, but it looks good to have double digits for him. That takes us to the final the final fight of the day, Takakesho versus Kirishima. This was over pretty fast, too. There was one, maybe two pushes. Kirishima waved his hand in front of Takakesho's face. Takakesho closed his eyes, and that gave Kirishima the split second to jump to the side and, you know, basically let Takakesho take himself down and out. It's very cartoon-like when it happens to someone like Takakesho. Because mm-hmm. Takakesho is so wide. <laughs> so big and so wide. And when you can get to his side and get out of the way, he can take himself out. It meant that Kirishima, all he had to do was win on day 15. And that's what he did. He got his Yusho win. I believe it's his first time ever in the top division, winning with a 13-2 record. So he's finishing better than he ever has before. This is his second Basha win, though not in a row. He is looking really strong. The guys at the top of the Bansuke are looking really strong, except for Wakamotohara, who didn't have the best yeah. the best tournament ever. But some of these Bashos go and you're like, oh, who's going to win? It's down to day 15. There's three guys that could take it. And it makes you really nervous to see it. Yeah. This one didn't have that sort of anticipation, but I think so many people were rooting for Tommy Fuji. And yet they still like Karishima. So, right. so many of us were just like, eh, I could it's go like either way and I'll guys. love it. Two guys yeah. we love. Yeah. So, whichever one wins will be fine. Yeah. Did you see the adorable picture of Karishima's little girl? And wife. Yes. And she, okay, so here's a little thing. The last time there was a tournament, this is what the news said. He had said that he did not invite his family because he didn't want to invite his family and then them see him lose and like all that hassle. So he said, okay, after the Atami Fuji fight on day 14, he's like, okay. I feel, now you can come in. Now you can come in. I feel a little bit better about my chances. And um, and so they were all there to see him win. And his little girl, um, said, he said about his little girl, she loves sumo. Um, she's three. She cries a lot when he loses, but <laughs> she runs around when he wins. And she prays to God before she he starts wrestling every match. Aww. And he said that she also 
uh, likes to root for Uda and Takakesho. Oh, she's got <laughs> but, great taste. Yeah, but she, he thinks that he's still her number one, um, <laughs> which is really, really sweet. So I, I just, I love that. He's like, I will make sure that we have more commemorative photos in the future that have my whole family in them. So, Aww. and E.T. Yamamoto... Uh, said about his uh, Fighting Spirit Award. He said he was just really nervous, um, but he, uh, he of course, knew that it was conditional on him winning that match, whether he was going to get it or not, but he, he knew that. And he said when he won, he, he he's going to treasure this trophy for the rest of his life. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh, I love him. I do too. I just, I just... He, you know what he's going to do one day when he retires? What? You know what his job is? What? He is going to work at the Sumo Museum. That's you're you're not going to believe this, but that is just what popped into my head. I was he's like, going he would to be, be the perfect sumo ambassador. Exactly. Yes. He's the docent at the Sumo Museum. He would be the friendliest, happiest person to work in that museum and tell everyone all about the history of Wakataka Kage and himself. <laughs> he only has positive things to say. We love the guy. What a tournament. I'm looking up who else got awards. Oh, um, do you have the list in front of you? Oh, uh, yeah, I can pull it up real quick. But who got the technique award? There was no technique award. Oh, oh no technique. Hold so- on one second. There was no uh, Shukon Show, no Outstanding Performance Award. So nobody did outstanding. No, I did great. Nobody did great. But... I beg to differ, but that's okay. <laughs> but Kotonowaka. They don't Waka, listen to me. They I don't know. listen to they me. They don't, and it's a shame. Um, Kotonowaka got the Fighting Spirit Prize, and Atami Fuji got a Fighting, fighting Spirit, Spirit Prize, and Ichi Yamamoto got a Fighting Spirit Prize, and there was no technique no prize. Te- and there was nobody no te- who was outstanding, and there was no nobody technique. with good technique, but there were three people who fought with their full spirit. Okay, so an awful lot of spirit this time, but no fancy technique. See, I would have given that all to Ichi Yamamoto, the fighting spirit, and then I would have given, like, technique to, like, Kotonawaka or, you know, all around, like, he did really good. Or Tommy Fuji, both of those. I'd have to go back and, I guess, look at exactly... What the criteria yeah, is? Well, look at what their their kimarite were because the technique prize seems to go to people who use a lot of different kimarite mm. and not just the same one. Hmm. So I guess I haven't paid that close attention this time. And maybe my favorite guys are just using the same two or three techniques over and over again. Perhaps. But uh, I'd, I would have to go back. Maybe if Midori Fuji had won, they would have given him a technique. I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I'd give them all a prize, though. Yeah, I would. Well, I love those boshas when they do that, when they give away like six special prizes. You get prizes. a prize. And you get a prize. It's the way it should work. That's right. We can give a sumo kaboom technique prize to anyone we wish. Who would you give it to? I think. Who was the big guy who did the Uchari? Was that Tsurugisho? Uh, I think it would be Tsurugisho for. Having no knees, yes, and managing uh, uchari. I think that is that is perfect. Yeah, Sumo we'll, kaboom we'll technique send him prize. a little bookmark. A How little, about the bum technique prize? The bum knee, <laughs> the the bum, the bum body, <laughs> still managed to eke it out. Maybe we'll send him a little a injury little technique gift. prize. Um, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. I'm sure he will too. So congratulations to Suragi Show for winning the Sumo uh, Kaboom, the Sumo kaboom inaugural yeah. bum technique prize. Yeah. <laughs> The most injured wrestler that did as well as he could, considering the circumstances. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
We will be back at you next week with who knows what, but we'll be back at you same time, same place. Next See week. y'all later. Bye. Mm-hmm.